0: Stay tuned to get great guidance on Medicare, insurance, retirement, tax planning, Social Security, 401k, IRA, pensions, including the FRS, Florida Retirement Systems, and much more. You are listening to The Financial Literacy Show with Hubert McIntosh, CPA, right here on WCNO Radio. Stay with us for the next hour and elevate your financial IQ. And now, here is your host, Hubert MacIntosh CPA.
1: Good evening, family. Good evening. Oh, my gosh. It's exciting to be with you today, this evening, tonight, wherever you are. Oh, oh we just thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yes, yes, yes. I am in the studio. I am Fired up. The Lord has laid a word on my heart. I'm gonna be sharing it with you. So we just thank you and we, we just give God thanks, right? All right. So you I'm in the studio, as I said, and you know where the studio is. I am in beautiful Palm City, Florida. Yes, yes, yeah. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. I tell you, it is so beautiful. So beautiful. And for those of you who don't have such weather, we're just sending it to you along with some love, right? So thank you. This is Hubert Mackie. That's your CPA. We are in WCR on WCNO, the good news station. The good news station. Good news station. I'm so excited. My tongue is tying up because I want to get to what we're going to talk about. Because as I said, the fastest hour of the week is Fridays at four PM. I am not sure why the clock chooses to go faster. But, <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for joining. So so what we're we gonna do, what we're we gonna do, Let, let's let's invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because today, you know, just like every other day, but today especially, I want to touch our hearts, prepare us for the word that we have. In fact, I have a word today. We have a couple of verses and we're going to do a little preaching. We're going to do a little preaching. Still, still on the level of financial literacy. Financial literacy, yes. That's in line, all right? So let us go to the Lord and pray. Oh, Almighty God and Father, we just thank you for this great and wonderful day that you have shared with us, Lord. Not because of anything we have done, but because of your love your mercy your faithfulness oh great is thy faithfulness lord oh father even when we are unfaithful you remain faithful so we just thank you father as you lay this word on my heart father god use me father speak through me wear me like a cloak father speak through me like as an oracle father god and prepare your people prepare your people to receive the word that you have placed on my heart. Some of it going to be hard. And we're going to use the scriptures to clarify it. So just prepare, just prepare your people, Lord. And we'll make sure to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So I'm in the studio, 772 221 1100. 772 As we go through give us a call give us your feedback and yes so we welcome that so the first verse i'm going to talk about proverbs 15:22 proverbs 15:22 do you know you you notice my main topic if you ask financial literacy this show We've been on now uh, for what? A year and four months. I think we, we started February 14th last year, 2020. And wow, we're at July 11th. Not July. What am I talking? July. See, I'm pushing the clock ahead. We're at June the 11th. So we have been on one year and four months. To God be the, to God be the glory. This wonderful station has given me the opportunity to come on here initially it was supposed to be a three month <laughs> and oh my gosh god is so good three months has turned into 16 months oh my gosh and that is even in line with the scripture that i'm gonna read and share with you today so proverbs 15 22 says Oh, I didn't tell you what we are going to, the topic, huh? We're always talking about planning, financial literacy. Financial literacy, along with the education, it's the planning. It's the planning that's most significant. Because what do we pray when we say we hear the word? We hear the word, but we always ask a prayer to that. Help us not just to be hearers of the word, but also, because we don't want to be where you just, you, you hear something, you'll hear something and it touches you and you do nothing about it. It's almost like what you heard was worthless. We don't want to be, we don't want to be that person. Right? So Proverbs 15, 22 says, it says without counsel, without counsel, plans fail plans fail in other words you will have a plan something god may lay something on your heart and you may say wow that is too difficult i don't know how to do it and you do nothing but what he has said seek counsel a wise person seek counsel and he didn't say one counsel many counsels because what god will do he will illuminate it. Oh my gosh. You'll hear many. You'll get many things, and God will just clarify it for you. So it says there's wisdom in counsel. Wisdom. There's wisdom in many counsel. And it says, Proverbs 15 20, it says, without counsel, plans fail. Right? Proverbs 19 20. What it says. Listen to advice and accept instruction. Isn't it interesting that Solomon would talk about this? Because what what he knows is that we're going to hear things. We're going to hear things, right? But we're not going to do anything about it. So he's encouraging us that when we listen to advice, because some advice you hear, sometimes you're not sure If it's good advice or bad advice, sometimes you're not. No. So you seek God. You seek God. James 1, 5 says, if anyone lacks wisdom, seek the Lord because he's there for you. So with that being said, now I'm going to go and I'm going to read a scripture. And I can tell you now I'm going to prepare. After we read the scripture, we're going to talk about a topic. And I'm going to prep you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it from you. It's a topic. I don't want to use the word controversial. It's not controversial, but it's misunderstood. Misunderstood. And I'm going to use verses to support it. Misunderstood. So let's go to the scripture. 2 Kings 4, verse 1 to 7. Yes, we're in Bible school today. We're teaching financial literacy with the Bible. That's what we're teaching. So 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. All right? We're in the studio. 772 221 1100. It's 221 1100. You can give us a call. Call us after the scripture reading, okay? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Well, we did the prayer already. Let's go to the scripture. I'm so excited. Let's go to this to the, the scripture reading. Second Kings 4 1 to 7. One day, the widow of a member, I'm I'm reading from the New Living Translation. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elijah. Right? Listen to who came. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elijah and cried out, My husband who served you, is dead and you know how he feared the Lord but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves verse 2 what can I do to help you Elijah asks? tell me what do you have in the house remember now she has not told him yet but remember elijah is a prophet now so he has discerned by the holy spirit he has discerned something because she just says you know he hasn't told her yet well she gave a hint she said now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves verse three says what can i do to help you elisha asks And before she answered, he said to her, Tell me, what what do you have in the house? What do you have in the house? And she says, Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. Verse (laughs) 3. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Verse 5. So she did, she did, as she was told her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another verse 6 soon every container was filled to the brim bring me another jar she said to one of her sons there aren't any more he told her and then the olive oil stop flowing. Verse 7. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Guys, did you did you hear what that scripture says? Let me break it down. Let me summarize it. This woman, with a woman because her her, her husband who was involved, was serving elisha and and the other prophets. you know it didn't say which one, but there was a group of prophets, and her husband used to serve them and now the husband is dead so what happens and you got to look at the backdrop of it in in those days a lot of times the the, the man was the breadwinner and when he died when that man dies if there were not provision then the family would have a challenge you have it, you have it in other places also you know and I'll even use this reference you remember in Ruth in ruth when naomi husband died husband died and the two sons died it was a struggle so a lot of time that is a struggle so this is the same premise here with this with a woman and back then also even in america period of time not too long ago believe it or not there used to be something called debtors jail Yes, if you owe a certain amount of debt and you can't pay the debt, you could go to jail. It was debtor's jail. We don't have debtor's jail anymore, but there used to be debtor's jail back then. So they didn't go to jail, but whoever the creditor was, he could have taken what you have as slaves. So the creditor had threatened her that they were going to come and take her two sons as slaves to replace. Pay the debt, and if you say, Well, that's Old Testament, it's not, that's just all. Well, we're gonna even share. Remember, there's the parable that Jesus spoke about where this man basically forgave his servant because the servant had owed him so much. Notice the word again, as owed him so much, right? And so, back here now, we come back to this scripture. So the woman went to Elisha and he gave her some instructions. So here's the topic that is misunderstood or even some going to say controversial. She's going to Elisha because she is in debt. Yes, she's in debt. What did Elisha tell her to do? The solution for her was that she was to go in more debt. <laughs> and this is a part now because here is this woman. She's in debt. She goes to the prophet for a solution. The prophet tells her to go up um, to get some more debt. Okay, okay, now I hear you now. I hear you now because what has happened and has gotten so confusing is that. You read certain scriptures and you get confused and you listen to someone's perspective and then you make that your philosophy. You make that your philosophy because you take a scripture. Here's one of the scriptures that has been so confused and preachers. Yes, I'm going to call it out. Even preachers are preaching it incorrectly To the body of Christ. Yes. Because you read a scripture and it says the borrower is a slave to the lender. Okay. All right. The borrower is a slave to the lender. So you hear that scripture, right? And it says it. The scripture says it. So the question is because the borrower is a slave to the lender. Did did it tell you not to borrow? Did it tell you not to borrow? No, it did not. You take and you hear someone concept. You hear someone concept. And you have churches where their premise. They go and they said to you, we don't believe in borrowing. And they set the premise. They set the premise that they even get opportunities opportunities that God gave them and if they borrow they could have made the opportunity come to fruition but because of the false concept or the misunderstanding they did not take the opportunity that God gave them so what am I saying there is good lending and there's bad lending are good borrowing and bad borrowing. Many people who would say to you, oh, I don't believe in debt. Debt is bad. You're a slave to the lender. All of those people that you hear say that, ask them, how did they buy their house? How did they buy their house? You see what I'm saying there? So you have people say things, but they put it in a category. They put it in a category instead of looking at the broad picture. They're going to tell you, I don't believe in debt, but then they have a mortgage. Then if they don't believe in debt, how did they get a mortgage? And they're going to tell you, oh, well, it's different. Of course it's different because you can borrow for good purposes because you have people who are lenders and that's their business. That's their business. What's the purpose of a mortgage company? The purpose of a mortgage company is to lend. So you're going to say then the mortgage company is evil because they're lending? Do you see the false thing we deal with without thinking? Here's another one. Here's another one. I don't believe in debt. I have paid off my debt, I've paid off my house. I'm gonna I'm striving and they're killing themselves. They, they're not even living properly, but they have this goal to pay off their debt, pay off the house, pay off the house. But here's the thing. here's the interesting thing and I see this, I see this every week. Because as a tax professional, I see it, where someone is paying double to pay off their mortgage, right? But the same person that's paying double to pay off their mortgage is maximizing their 401k on the job. Maximizing the 401k on the job. And guess which kind of 401k it is. Because you have two types. You didn't realize? You have wrought 401k and you have traditional 401k. What's the difference? The traditional 401k or the traditional IRA is that you are taking a debt. You're taking a debt from the government. You're taking a debt from the IRS. You owe the IRS and you choose not to pay the IRS. So you take a tax deduction not to pay the IRS, but here's the reality, you owe the IRS. Think about it, you owe the IRS. And, 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 and I, I gotta be careful with what I'm gonna say now, because here's where we're not thinking. So we have a mortgage interest, let's use 4%. The mortgage interest is 4%, right? And you're taking double your money. So if your mortgage payment is $1,500, you are paying 3000 because you want to pay off the mortgage faster. But the mortgage interest is 4%. But guess what? You're developing this loan to the IRS because you did not pay the tax on your wages. You took a deduction for your 401k. Here's the sad part as a financial and a tax professional. You took a debt from the IRS and you have no idea what's the interest rate. You have no idea of what's the interest rate. What what are you going to say, Hubert, what do you mean? The interest rate for the 401k and the IRA and the 403b that you're taking the deduction for, the interest rate is not yet determined because you will have to pay that tax in the future and you don't know what the tax rate is. So what if the tax rate is 40%? Listen to the financial blunder. You take one loan, you have no idea what's the interest rate is, how much you have to pay back. You you have no idea. But you have another loan, which is 4%, and you're killing yourself to pay off the 4% when you have something looming in front of you. Right now, the average tax rate is 22% so think about it so you are owing 22% to pay off 4% mm. do you see the financial fallacy there so when i say to you it's not that I, i'm not it, i'm not attacking i am just pointing out where we do things and we say things And we don't even think about it. We don't even think about it. Because what has happened, we we get caught up. We get caught up in hearing something, and we did not seek wisdom to get an understanding. To get an understanding. Okay? Okay. We're in the studio, 772 221 1100 Give us a call. Give, give, give us a call. Give us a feedback. Share with us what you think about the topic we have raised. You know, I, I, I well understand that it's a, you know, I, I was tempted to say controversial, but I'm not going to use controversial. But it's, I think it's misunderstanding. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm giving you grace there. It's misunderstanding because I think if someone stop and really think about it, they'll get clarity. But if you just go and say, well, you just believe. Listen, you, you see, I here's I, I this word again, believe. Belief is great. Believe is great when we're we're talking about Christ. You can't go wrong in believing in Christ. But then we get this philosophy where we believe this, we believe that, and we are believing natural things and comparing it to spiritual things. things. It's two different things. It's two different things. So you can't just say, well I believed it. Did you check it out? Did you seek wisdom? Did you talk to some? Did you, did you ask did you ask the Lord for wisdom? instead of you just gonna say, I believe. I be, you believe you're right? No, those are false saying. How are you gonna believe you're right? What's your basis? What's your basis? What is it that you're using? To formulate that belief or that philosophy you know what what did what did Peter say Peter said it positive we must be we must be ready in season and out of season to this de- to defend what we believe and this was talking about Christ of course But what we believe, why do we believe? Why do we believe? We must be ready to defend it. But how many times is it that we take a cop out and we say, well, I'm not going to discuss religion. Oh, that's my personal thing. I'm not going to discuss it. Then how are you going to help the non-believer? If you're not going to discuss it, How are you going to help the non-believer? You're going to just take it and say, well, the non-believer should help himself? If that's your thought, then you really need to stop and ask yourself, and this is a tough question, am I really a believer? Am I? Because if we're a believer in Christ, the fact that someone doesn't believe should concern us. You don't think if that wasn't so, if that wasn't so, then why would Jesus say the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few? So I just want to establish the foundation as we move along in this program. So we're in the studio. Give us a call. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. All right. So I did that so we can talk about planning. I wanted to lay a biblical foundation about planning, about planning. So the inflation report came out this week. Yeah, I think it was 4.7 or something like that. And I want to bring it to you guys understanding When you hear an inflation report of four percent what does that mean you guys know what that means you don't when it says the inflation rate is four percent basically and i'm giving you the basic you know basically what it is saying your money your money has depreciated by 4%. You hear that? So think about this for a minute. Your money has depreciated by 4%. Your mortgage interest is 3%. Right? Your mortgage percentage three percent, and you're paying double because you want to pay off this mortgage so fast. When it's three percent, your money has depreciated by four percent, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down further because um, the cola cost of living adjustment this year. Social security was 1.5 percent. 1.5 percent, right? And you get the 1.5 percent, and it seems like it's good. Well, it's better than zero, right? So, so well, we're gonna agree there. But what it is saying, your social security has increased by 1.5 percent, but cost of living has decreased. De- when I say decrease, your money has decreased. So cost of living has increased. So your, your cost of living adjustment with the Social Security is not keeping up with the pace of inflation. Because if inflation is 4% and the cost of living adjustment is 1.5%, then that means there is a difference of two point five percent. What that means, it means that what your dollar could buy last year, because it has decreased by by two and a half percent, then you you it it it, it only ninety seven and a half cents you have available. So your dollar has decreased, so you need more money because that item you used to buy for $1, you can't buy it anymore because your dollar is now $0.97.5. You get it? That's with the Social Security and that's with inflation. Okay. Here's another thing. So what, what does all of that mean in the macro situation yeah i'm bringing an economic word you're using that for you macro because as we live there are two things we're looking at right in terms of the economics of it you have micro and you have macro all right so let's break it down let's break it down so you have full understanding micro is your individual funds or whatever. And if you want to use timing, it's today. Micro is today. Your lifetime is macro. Your lifetime is macro. So, if we're thinking, if you're thinking you're going to live 30 more years, we don't know what each of us would live. But say we're using, but we have to use a measuring stick. We have to use a measuring stick. We can't just say, "Well, I don't know how long I'm gonna live, so I'm just gonna let it ride." Oh my gosh! Then that mean you worse than the virgins. You worse than the virgins where the oil run out. Because if you're gonna take the principle of saying, "Well, I don't know how long I'm gonna live," so. I'm just gonna let it ride. And here, 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 here's a sad statement. I, 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 I told you t- today was gonna be challenging, but you gotta blame the Holy Spirit. He's the one who put this topic on my heart. So here's a challenge again within the church. You talk to people about planning. Oh my gosh, the lamest response you can get. You know what the you know what the response says? Oh, I'm not worried about it. The Lord will take care of it. And then they use the scripture to justify. And they go and they take me to Matthew 6, and he says, Jesus says not to worry. Jesus says not to worry, but he didn't say not to plan. Come on. He he did not say not to plan. There's a difference between worrying and planning you tell me somewhere in the bible where you read that you shouldn't plan then we'll have to then we'll have to take out so many scriptures we'll have to take out so many scriptures you know you know talk to abacoc you know about the planning writing the vision then hosea hosea now it says my people perish for a lack of knowledge then another scripture it says, "Which which 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 man you're gonna build something and you don't count the cost." So with that, no, it leads up now because here's what I am seeing, and I, and I'm telling you, it, it saddens me. It saddens me. I, I'm just being honest and straight with you. It saddens me how many people. Are not planning their life. They're not planning their life. I could say retirement, but yeah, yeah, you, you know, retirement is even such a moving target in the sense that you ask people what retirement means, and it's a word. It's a common word, and it's used loosely, but people don't know what it means don't know what it means And you gonna say oh hubert what do you mean people don't want it what do you mean and that's why we're teaching financial literacy because people are illiterate in the understanding of the word what does ret- retirement means retirement wow wow and this topic is so deep man. retirement Here's what here's what is happening here's what is happening with retirement People get tired of working for whatever reason whether it's physically tired mental tired wh- whatever the reason people get tired of working So what they do they use the opposite, of tired of working to say that's retirement. Yeah, they're working for 30 years. They're tired of working. But guess what? Person is 65, right? Person is 65. They work for 30, 40 years. Okay, so take a person who start working at 25. No, 65. They work for 40 years. And here's the justification. I have worked for 40 years, so now I can retire. Really? How long are you going to live? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to retire. What's your number? What do you mean, what's my number? How much have you saved? Okay, you have worked 40 years. How much have you saved? Well, I got fifty thousand. Oh, well you got fifty thousand, right? But you're gonna retire. You have fifty thousand. So you're gonna retire. Alright. So what's your expense? What's your monthly expense? What's your annual expense? Oh well mm, it's probably four thousand a month. Oh, so your expense is $4,000 a month. So that's $48,000 a year. Is that right? Oh, well, yeah. And you have 50000 Yeah. Are you going to retire? So, So if you have one year expense and you're going to retire, so what happens... When the fifty thousand finish. Hmm. I never thought about it. I never thought about it. Well I can share. We got a caller. Let's let's get to this caller. Caller, you're on the line. Thank you for calling.
2: Good afternoon and how are you today?
1: I am well, sir. Thank you.
2: Yeah, this is God blessing. <laughs> I am calling to applaud you guys with the good work you're
1: doing. Wow. You are definitely eradicating my <laughs> illiterate, my financial illiteracy education. Wow! And I thank you. Wow! Wow! And I
2: assume you're doing that to a lot of people out there.
1: Oh my gosh! To God be the glory. That's my prayer. Bite
2: yeah it is of vital importance thank and you I thank you all the radio station you and everyone involved.
1: thank you brother thank you so much we appreciate you we yeah, appre- thank you, you wow wow it's very encouraging i can tell you hearing that because here it is like for instance i got on i told you the topic i told you the number and, and when the phone doesn't ring Here's what happens sometimes. Sometimes we don't know if you guys are listening, but it's great to know you're listening. And, you know, my prayer is that you're getting some insights. You're getting some insights. You're getting with. But I'm just breaking it down. I've gone to that level. I'm breaking it down because I'm telling you what people, what people are coming in. They come into the office and they talk about retirement. And you want to know the truth? Mm-hmm. You, you want to know the sad truth? these questions that you just hear me go through I ask the people you know the sad truth wow you know instead of coming back and says help me to figure it out you know what happened they don't come back you call you follow up and they become ghosts. They become ghosts. Because what is happening is that, and and me and some friends, along with my wife, we were discussing this topic last week, Sunday, you know, at brunch, and we were discussing the topic, and, and then we were asking, each of us asking ourselves, why? Why? And, The answers that came back, they're sad answers. We hope it wasn't so. You know, and one of the points that was made was that people don't want to hear it because it may force them to change something. It may force them to change something. It may force them to, so they just don't do it. But what I can tell you, I can tell you from my mouth to God's ear. Here's what I can tell you. Putting your head in the sand and trying to believe that it doesn't exist will not solve it. And I know it's tough. I know some of you don't want to hear it. But God has put me here to remind you. Putting your head in the sand and don't deal with it does not solve it. And I'm telling you now, I, 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 I have to share this with you. I am telling you, some of you, if that's the attitude you're taking, man, you're doing such a disservice to your family. You're doing a disservice to your spouse. You're doing a disservice to your children. Or anybody who is relying on you, you know, because sometimes it's not even just your children. Sometimes it's your grandchildren, and you say, "Well, oh, the grandchildren, the parents should take care of them." Yeah, but what if those parents? Can't, what if those parents can't? Those parents are your children. Those parents are your children. So we can't take the attitude that well, the parents should take. But, but what? What about you? Our purpose, each of us purpose, if we believe that our purpose in this life is just for us, I can tell you that's a sad life. That's a sad life. You know, so not throwing rocks and, you, you, you know, you're throwing the rocks back at you. I already forgive you. you I, I already told you, some of you are going to be upset at some of these things. Some of you are going to be upset, but what I'm, I'm not concerned. Well, I say not concerned. Concern may be a strong word. You know, the Holy Spirit has already cleared that up. My number one thing is because as it says, you, you, you know, when Jehovah told Jeremiah and Ezekiel, you know, the people are not going to listen. The people are not going to listen, but tell them. So I'm just following the command. Just tell them. People are not going to listen, but tell them. You know what's the difference now? You know what the exciting part is? So you hear me and you hear me talking about the sad part. There's an exciting part. It's not all sad. Listen to that, brother. He called. He called. And he shared how grateful he is. He shared how grateful he is. Here's a story me and my wife, we talk about all the time. And this is the story that, oh my gosh, this story has strengthened us so much. Do you, rem- do you remember the 10 lepers? Do you remember? I, 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 and sometimes we're just amazed. We're just amazed as our creator, you know, the father, son, and the Holy Ghost. We're amazing. And, you know, Jesus sent the 10 lepers to go and they got healed you remember how many went back? Do you remember? <laughs> but listen to Jesus now. I, I believe Jesus had a great sense of humor. And he took it from his father. What did he say to the leper that came back? Do you remember what he asked him? <laughs> he says, listen to how this is now. This is almost like, and I think Colombo you know that Peter Falk, you know that role, the the detective Columbo. I never thought about this before, but this just quickened me. I wonder if the script of that show, some of it was, was biblical in the sense. Do you remember how Columbo was would pretend where he would just ask some questions? Jesus, Jesus is like that in that sense. Well, Columbo would be after Jesus. Jesus asked the leper, wait, I thought there were 10 of you. He said, I thought, and and correct me, call me and correct me if I'm wrong. He said, I thought there were 10 of you. Where are the others? Isn't it interesting when Jesus asks these questions, he says, I thought there were 10 of you. Where are the others? And it is so consistent with him, because remember, he went to the pool of Bethesda. You remember that pool where, where the man who was lame for 38 years. You remember what Jesus asked him? <laughs> it amazed me when I read it. it, 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 it you laugh, we laugh, but he's not a laughing mother, you. Think, so you have to say, it must be with a sense of humor, because he asked the man. Do you want to be made whole? Do you? So I'm going to borrow his question and I'm going to ask you, the listeners here. Do you? Do you want to have a plan? Do you want to have a plan? Because there's so much things to plan. Social security planning. Medicare planning. Retirement planning, if you know what it means. If you know what it means. And when I say if you know what it means, don't think I am talking about the dictionary meaning. I'm talking about to you, your life. What does it mean to you? And you know, sometimes people come to the office and You ask these questions, and the reality of it, guys, I'm just giving you the reality of it. Some people will stop and reflect on it, and some people will not come back. Your your guess is as good as mine. Why are they not? Why they may not come back? But what I know and I've studied is that people don't want to deal with it. Some people don't want you to ask them the hard questions. I'm telling you the facts, guys. People don't want to act. But 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 guess what, guys? If we don't ask ourselves the hard questions, what is gonna prompt the change? What's gonna prompt the change? Because here's what happened: there has to be a change. Guys, there has to be a change. If you are the same way you were last year, then you're stagnant. There has to be a change. There has to be a change. There has to be a change. You know? When when, when Paul, was it to the Corinthians, when Paul wrote, you know, or or to the Galatians, I I, I don't remember which one of it. You know, I know my brother, but I think he's driving now. When Paul says, you know what? We have been teaching you these things for so long. It's time some of you start teaching it, but instead you're still like babies drinking milk. You're still like babies drinking milk when you have been drinking so long and this was being taught to you. This was being taught to you. Some of you are supposed to be teaching And you're just still drinking milk. You're still drinking milk. And in 2 Timothy, is it 2 Timothy or 1 Timothy? Paul had to remind, because Timothy was going through some challenges. Because anytime you, you hear people get that kind of rebuke or that strengthening or that reminder, it's because they're probably going through some challenge, you know. Because remember Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, I want you to fan the flame to fan the flame and this is my encouragement to you listening today some of you had so much fire some of you had drive some of you had vision you have goals and sometimes life sometimes life has thrown some stuff on you at you and you just want to give up on life you just want to give up on life you know but but i want to encourage you Today, in that just letting you know that life is still great. Life is still great. Don't get caught up with the noise you see there. Life is still great. Life is still great. And I'm gonna remind you, Luke 10, 42. Luke 10:42. Jesus said to Martha, 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 you worried about so many things. Mary has chosen the only thing that matters. And with that being said, I don't want you to take that scripture and put it out of context. Because Jesus says the only thing that matters is Christ. Yes, looking to Christ. But what is looking to Christ means? Here we come again. Because a lot of times we use phrases and we don't break it down to say what it actually means. Looking to Christ, what does it mean? Because remember when Jesus was leaving in John 14? When John 14, when he was getting ready and he was introducing the Holy Spirit to them, what did he say? I'm going to send a comforter. Oh my God. Look at the promise. Guys, please don't miss the promise. Look at the promise he gave us. The promise. He says, I'm going. And it's better that I go. It's better that I go. I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the comforter. And he's going to be with you always. And what's the promise? He says, ask. Ask anything in my name, in my name. Wow. And before that, he even prepped us. He says, uh, we have not because we ask not. Yeah. We have not because we ask not. He says, knock. The door will be open. Ask. 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 You see, what happened is that sometimes we, we get caught up and, you know, we listen to the lie. The enemy give us this lie, you know. And sometimes we even say to ourselves, well, I miss my opportunity. There's nothing for me. And even if you feel that way, You still have life. You still have to deal with your life. You still have to deal with your life. You still have to. And the thing is, which one of you know how long is the rest of your life? Who knows? Which one of you know? Whatever your age is now, Whatever you're going through. How much life do you have left? You 80? 75? 85? How much life do you have left? Here's the reality of it. I don't know. and You don't know either. You don't know either. I tell you personal testimony. I have an aunt. Wow. I have an aunt. And I can tell you we're now in 2021. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, I lost my mother 1989. 1989. And before before my mother died this aunt she had so many ailments you know it was expected you notice the word I put expected because we as humans sometimes we can put things on things do you know this aunt was expected to die before my mother my mother died in 1989 this aunt was expected to die before my mother 1989 and she was expected to die before. Do you know two thousand one? My, da- my 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 aunt is still alive. You guys realize that's thirty two years. And this is personal. This is my te- This is one of my testimony. I tell you, this is. So I'm not telling you about some book I read or something. This this you know my aunt. The aunt I'm talking about. No, she's the matriarch of the family. No, she's the. She is the oldest living person in our family. And she was expected to die from in the 80s. In the 80s. Expected to die from the 80s. Oh my gosh. If I tell you the different things my aunt went through. 2000, 2021 we are now. My aunt is still alive. And you're like, what's her condition? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she got aches. She got aches. Sometimes she has to use like a little walker. But she sees, she sees, she listens, she got She she got sound mind. So I'm sharing that with you guys. I'm getting personal, I'm sharing with you guys because some of you are thinking, well, oh, I'm gonna. I hear this from some of you. I'm gonna die soon, so I don't have to do any planning. Who told you that lie? Who told you that lie? Somebody's lying to you. You're gonna die soon. Who told you that? So, I don't. Well, we got a call. We got a caller. Let's take this caller because time is up on us. Caller, you're on the line. Thanks for calling.
2: Yes. Good afternoon. God bless you, Mr. McIntosh.
1: Thank you so much, my sister. I receive your uh, blessing.
2: God bless you. I just want to call quickly because I know your time is up to encourage you and to let you know that you are mentoring us just the way that Paul had mentored Timothy. Wow. By equipping him for the task of ministry. Mm. Glory be to God. You are empowering
1: mm. us
2: for success.
1: Thank you, my sister.
2: imploring because Paul did implore to Timothy the effectiveness at mm. the church lever in Ephesus.
1: Thank you, my sister. But God you bless you back. Us.
2: God bless you. Continue the good work.
1: Take care, take care.
2: God
1: bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, folks, I'm just thanking you guys. I just love you all. God bless you. Have a great day, great weekend, and I will see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the Financial Literacy Show. Till next time, make sure to stay updated on MacintoshFinancialGroup.com. If you have questions, you may call us at 561-332-1755. Disclaimer. This material was created to provide accurate and reliable information on the subjects covered but should not be regarded as a complete analysis of these subjects. It is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, or other professional advice. The services of an appropriate professional should be sought regarding your individual situation. Advisory services may be offered through Forda Financial Group, Incorporated, member FINRA.